Welcome to Friday's Morning Show Podcast, because you deserve a better morning. There are a lot of firsts that are going to take place this Super Bowl weekend. We're going to talk about a bunch of those here on the podcast. And in core four, we're going to talk about three of the future presidential hopefuls for the 2024 election. And in nerd news, I'm going to tell you all about how to make the recipes of dead people. (laughs) And at the very end of the podcast today, I'm going to give you my brother's first official review after listening to his first episode of the Morning Show Podcast. I hope it's good. Welcome to the Morning Show Podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie, and today is Friday, February 10th, 2023. The Core Four, the four headlines you need to know. There's a new sheriff in Disney World. And no, it's not Woody. (gasps) It's not even Mickey Mouse. As early as this afternoon, Ron DeSantis could officially take over the land of the Reedy Creek Improvement District. If you remember, around this time last year, Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, took exception to Disney's then-CEO, Bob Chappick, speaking out against Florida's House Bill 1557, known by its critics as the Don't Say Gay Bill. The former CEO also paused all political donations in the state of Florida as it reviewed its approach to advocacy for the LGBTQ plus community. To get back at Disney, Ron DeSantis and the Republican state representatives in Florida pushed through a bill that would strip Disney of its special status granted in 1967. Basically, the Reedy Creek Improvement District granted Disney special tax breaks in exchange for Disney being responsible for the infrastructure costs around their Orlando area parks. And yesterday, lawmakers in Florida voted to rename the Reedy Creek Area Improvement District and give Ron DeSantis the power to handpick the members of the new board that will oversee that area. The new board that DeSantis picks will replace the five-person board that is currently made up of people with ties to the Walt Disney Company. The new legislation specifically states that DeSantis cannot pick recent Disney employees, their family members, or Disney competitors. Unless something changes, Disney will lose their special governing powers and tax exemptions at the end of May of this year. And DeSantis will take over the newly named Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. The main issue DeSantis will face in this transition is figuring out how to pay for the $1 billion in debt along with the cost of infrastructure, police, fire, and hospitals in the area. Disney currently pays for all of that, and if the state takes over, most of that cost will fall on taxpayers in the area. For the record, Ron DeSantis is the first of three 2024 presidential hopefuls that we'll discuss in today's Core 4. Let's stay in the Sunshine State for another core four. Last summer, I told you about a rule in Florida that would require high school female athletes to report their menstrual history digitally to a third-party software company. The main concern was that they'd be tracking menstrual cycles to see if teenagers were getting abortions. Last month, the Florida High School Athletic Association Sports Medicine Committee recommended the menstrual questions be mandatory in order for females to play sports in the state. But yesterday, after an emergency meeting was called, the Athletic Association's Board of Directors voted 14 to 2 to adopt a proposal that removes all questions about a student-athlete's menstrual history from the physical evaluation form. The new forms follow the American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines, which says student-athletes only need to submit a medical eligibility form to their school. This is great news for female athletes in Florida, but there are still 44 states that currently require or optionally ask student-athletes about their menstruation on these forms. However, 
That information is supposed to stay between the doctor, the student athlete, and their family. They're not supposed to be submitted to the schools or a third-party company. We already discussed one 2024 presidential hopeful in Ron DeSantis, but Mike Pence, who is reportedly thinking about running for president in 2024, is also in the news. Yesterday, Pence was subpoenaed by the special counsel overseeing the criminal investigation of former President Trump, his allies, and their attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Trump, by the way, is the only candidate who officially announced their presidential campaign for 2024. The Pence subpoena sets up a really interesting scenario where a vice president could be forced to testify against their boss, the president. What makes matters even more awkward is the falling out between Pence and Trump after the events on January 6th at the U.S. Capitol when Trump called Pence a coward for not rejecting the outcome of the election. There's also a chance that the special counsel gets nothing from Mike Pence since the former president may be able to use his executive privilege to avoid testifying. Executive privilege is basically the right of members of the executive branch, like the president and vice president, to keep certain things confidential and avoid certain subpoenas and oversight. Turns out there might be a fix to Eggate, chicken farmers. Now hear me out. They want to help bring down the cost of eggs by selling their 400 million surplus eggs to food producers. Yes, you heard that right. There are 400 million surplus eggs. Why can't I get some of those? Well, chicken farmers have to convince the FDA to change a rule that prevents eggs laid by chickens in the meat industry to be used for human consumption. So there's these chickens in the meat industry laying eggs that we can't eat. That rule has been in place since 2009 because those eggs aren't refrigerated right away. But as we learned a few years ago, America is one of the only countries that refrigerates their eggs at all. The National Chicken Council Trade Group has submitted a formal petition to the FDA asking them to drop the rule. Could you imagine we're over here paying $8 for a carton of eggs and they have a surplus of $400 million? And they're just, what, throwing them out? And those $400 million eggs could come in handy as we approach Easter season because there are eggs that need to be dyed. Hey, uh, chicken farmer people, hit me up. I need some eggs. <laughs> hope for humanity. Even when the news sucks, there's still hope. In case you were not aware, the Super Bowl is this Sunday. It's going down in Glendale, Arizona, about 10 miles away from Phoenix. And there are a few firsts taking place this Super Bowl. I know, Carla Marie, you're going to talk about a really cool first coming up in Pop Stop, right? Yes. Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey will be the first pair of brothers to face off in the Super Bowl. Travis for the Chiefs, Jason for the Eagles. This Super Bowl will also be the first with two black starting quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs, Jalen Hurts on the Eagles. But for hope for humanity... I want to shift the focus off the field for a second, where for the first time, an indigenous artist's work will be featured at the Super Bowl. Born in Phoenix, Lucinda Hinojos is a Mexican-American artist with native roots in the Yaqui, Apache, and Pima tribes. Along with the artwork on the tickets for the Super Bowl, Lucinda's work will also be on the largest mural ever created for the Super Bowl. It'll take up 9,500 square feet on the side of the Monarch Hotel Theater in Phoenix. It's a few days away, the Galentine's event that I am hosting with Seattle Cocktail Club. It's happening at the Columbia Tower in Seattle in their Skyview Observatory, which you normally do have to pay a ticket just to go up there and check it out. So the cool thing about this event is you buy a ticket to go up there. There's drinks and there's crafts. It's going to be a fun night. Chambord is making cocktails. We're going to do Galentine's letters. 
bring your BFF. It's going to be so much fun. And yes, we keep getting the question, can men come? They are totally invited. There's a link for tickets in the description of this podcast and at themorningshowpodcast.com. Think quick. It's Two Second Tunes. Two Second Tunes is a super simple game. We play two seconds of a song. You hear that noise and your job is to give us the correct title and artist. So today, before we get into the theme of the game, we have to meet today's guests. Yes, we have two best friends joining us. First from Florida, we have Allie. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And then in Connecticut, we have Kim. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. Now, Kim, right before we started this, you said, I can't wait to get none right. Do you actually think that Allie is going to win the game? I don't know. I I know music, but getting titles right and... Artist okay. correct. It's fair. I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. It Depends on the category. We have had people enter the Zeros Club, even though they clearly know the songs. Like yeah. they'll sing along to them, but they don't know the artist or the title. Uh, but the category is this is the first time we're doing this. We're going to do a musical journey. First clue will start in 2005, and the last clue will end in 2010. So every every single clue, we are going to go up a year. Okay. Do you guys feel good about that? How do we feel? Let's go with Allie first. I feel good. I'm, I'm trying to, I got to remember where we were when we were 15 and 16. Well, we'll go from 15 16 to like 2021. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Carla Marie, who is going first? Allie's going to go first. Allie, we come back to you to kick off the game. Here is your first two second tune. Remember this one is in 2005. Rihanna, one day replay. Two points. <laughs> That was quick. That was very, very quick. And now we pivot over to Kim. (laughs) We bump it up one year and go to 2006. Here is your two-second tune. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm going to guess Black Eyed Peas, but I don't know. You don't want to try to give any Black Eyed Peas song title in case that's (gasps) right. No, I always forget the Black Eyed Peas song (laughs) titles. Let's go with Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas, no song title. One point. My humps. I was going to say it was Fergie. So. Yeah, my humps. Go. Although here's the interesting thing. So normally to get at least one point for the artist, you have to give us any name of any artist on that song. Fergie would not have been the correct answer, though, because it is credited to the Black Eyed Peas. Mm. It is not credited to Fergie. It'd be yeah. like saying uh, Harry Styles for a One Direction song. Not the same. Okay. As we enter round two, I believe Allie has a one-point lead. She does, but have you guys wagered anything on today's game? Yes. So uh, Kim's going to come visit me in about five weeks. So the original wager was a round of drinks. Okay. What I'm adding to that wager is one of us has to make a decision. (laughs) We're really bad at deciding (laughs) what to do when we're with each other. So we always say, well, it's up to you. So the person also has to decide where the drinks are. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I That is probably the worst thing that's ever been wagered in any game. <laughs> Don't make me make the decision. Okay, that's hilarious. So the so the loser has to make the decision of where drinks are and pay for the drinks. Oh, yes. So all the effort comes from the loser. Terrible. Allie, we come back to you to kick off round two. Here is okay. your second two-second tune, and this one is from 2007. Taylor Swift, our song. Taylor Swift, our song. Two points. Our song is a slam stream door. Sneaking out it, tapping on your... You got really happy with that one. Kim gave me her first Barbie with the music up for that song. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, Kim, we come to you. Let's see if you can catch up or at least stay close to Allie here. Here is your second two-second tune. And remember, this is now 2008. Paper planes. Ugh. I have no idea who the artist is. MIA? Is that your final answer? Final answer. Paper planes. MIA. Two points. Yes. I was like, don't say any more yeah. words. Considering you <laughs> claimed you had no idea, you did pretty well there. Yeah. Getting two points in round two. That brings I'm us happy to with round my performance. Good job. <laughs> that brings us to round three. What is the score, Carla Marie? Allie with four and Kim is right behind her with three. It's anybody's game. It is. Allie, if you get both points here in round three, you lock in the win. It would be impossible for Kim to catch you. If you get one or zero, you leave the door open for a tie or a loss. Here in round three is your 2009 two-second tune. Good girls go bad, Leighton Meester. Good girls go bad, Leighton Meester. Final answer? Yes. Two points. So that song is actually Cobra Starship featuring Leighton Meester. Oh, man. Well done. That was a steal. You are today's champion. I don't think a lot of people even know Leighton Meester is on that song. I think I only thought she was in the music video until yeah. that moment. So. No, she's, she's the girl voice in that song. Damn, Allie. Look at you. Gossip girl. Gossip girl. <laughs> All right, Kim. Well done. So, Kim, you're going down to Florida. In a few yeah. weeks, you are going to have to decide where to go, and you don't even live there. How terrible. <laughs> I've been down there a few times. Okay. I, can, I can pick a place. All right. Well, you're going to be in Tampa. Maybe we can get some recommendations for you guys to help you out there, Kim. And I know um, before Perfect. we started recording, you both said you listen every morning, and we just want to yeah. thank you not only for being part of the podcast today, but making it part of your morning it's cool. each and every morning. It means the absolute world to us, so thank you very much. No, thank you, guys. And... Oh, yeah, we have to give Kim one fake point because she is rocking a you look great crew neck. It looks fantastic on you or I should say it looks great on you. It honestly. does look great. And new new slogan. You look fantastic coming in 2023. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerd news. Because there's a little nerd in all of us. Today's nerd news is for cooking nerds and death nerds. Oh, OK. TikToker Rosie Grant has gone viral because she cooks the recipes found on tombstones and shares them on TikTok. Wait, there are recipes on tombstones? Yes. Like more than one person did that? Yeah. So this TikToker says that food is so personal and it's such a tangible thing. And the idea of someone saying, here's a gift to the world of something that was really important to them in life and can be shared in death, that it's a beautiful thing and a great way to remember a person. She interned in the archive of a Washington, D.C. cemetery and originally started sharing fun facts about cemeteries and graveyards, and that's when she came across her first recipe. It was a woman who left a spritz cookie recipe. It went so viral that she ended up making the cookies with that woman's family. Oh, that's cool. Rosie says she does this to embrace the death-positive movement, which is something I also learned about. Okay. 
It's the idea that people and society are better off if we accept that death will happen one day and we have healthy conversations with loved ones about how we want to be remembered and memorialized. So if you want to make the recipes of the dead, you can follow her on TikTok. I am going to share it at themorningshowpodcast.com. Okay, Carla Marie. Yes. What recipe would you have on your tombstone? I think I would trick people and put one that like actually explodes when you put it in an oven. Because <laughs> you're evil. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, Anthony, what would you put on yours? Um, I would put how I perfectly hard boil eggs because, <laughs> oh, good one. because people will think I was so rich in the future because I used to eat so many eggs. <laughs> They're going to be like, whoa, this guy ate six to nine eggs a day. He was a billionaire. <laughs> they won't even have eggs in the future. That's how rich they'll think I am. Oh, my God. We've only got about a week left, and I know what's going to happen. You're going to get all caught up with your Valentine's Day plans or scrambling to make last-second plans. And you're going to forget to sign up for the whiskey event that I'm hosting with Seattle Cocktail Club. It's the night after Valentine's Day. And by the way, if you and your person love whiskey, you should come to this event. But whether you come with your person, with some friends, or by yourself, buy your tickets today. Woodford Reserve is going to be on hand for tastings of their different whiskey offerings, including Woodford Reserve Double Oaked Bourbon, which I really enjoy. You'll learn about the different offerings and what goes into them. And on top of that, you'll get to taste some great Woodford products and maybe find your new favorite whiskey or bourbon. It's going to be a really good time, and it's going down the day after Valentine's Day, 530 in Fremont. And you can get all of the info by heading over to seattlecocktailclub.com. It may not be important, but we're all talking about it. This is Pop Stop. I've got a few things you need to know about the Super Bowl this weekend. Rihanna will be the first performer of the Apple Music Super Bowl halftime show. Because remember, Pepsi, they're out. Oh, yeah. It's not their show anymore. And Rihanna said her set list for the show had 39 different versions. She said it's going to be a celebration of her catalog and that it's a jam-packed show. I looked into this. Rihanna has 14 number one songs, and the performance is 13 minutes long. So I'm going to see if she can get all of her number one songs in. Then I'll report back on Monday morning. There's no way. There's no way she's going to do all of those songs in, what, 13 minutes, you said? Yeah, I bet you, unless Eminem comes out with her, we won't have Love the Way You Lie. And I know this isn't one of her hits, but it was actually her second single. After Upon the Replay, my favorite Rihanna song of all time, If It's Loving That You Want. If you're mm. not familiar with it, go listen to it. It's such a good song. and It didn't do like that well for her. I'm okay. keeping my fingers crossed that she plays that. If she plays that song, I'll give you a dollar on Monday morning. Okay, well, that'll go towards the losses I'll probably take for all my Super Bowl boxes there this weekend. There you go. And this is a fun fact. Super Bowl history will be made during the pregame jet flyover. For the first time, an all-female crew will be piloting the fighter jets. Oh, cool. They're celebrating 50 years of women flying for the Navy. If you are one of the millions and millions of people who have watched the first four episodes of The Last of Us on HBO Max, you don't have to wait until Sunday this weekend for episode number five, considering there's a pretty big football game and a Rihanna concert that most of the country is going to be watching this Sunday. HBO decided to release the newest episode, episode five of The Last of Us tonight, Friday, February 10th. So smart. At 9 p.m. on the East Coast. And if you aren't familiar with with The Last of Us. Like, I haven't actually watched an episode yet. I know what the show is about, but... People love it. Too many shows, too little time. It's a series based on a PlayStation game set in a post-apocalyptic world after a global pandemic destroys civilization. According to HBO, 10 million people watched the season premiere in just the first two days. 
Also, Anthony, um, it sounds like you said too many shoes, so little time. That's I also have a lot of shoes, <laughs> but too many shows, too little time. What's trending? The thing you didn't know you needed until Carla Marie told you about it. Valentine's Day is next Tuesday, and there is no better time to crap on your ex. Excuse me? The toilet paper company, Who Gives a Crap, just launched Flush Your Ex Toilet Paper. You send them your old love letters, and they'll upcycle them into toilet paper. Hmm. You know how mad I am that I realized I went through all of my middle school and high school love notes last year and recycled them? I was going to say, they probably don't have a lot to work with. Who writes letters anymore? Yeah, but I had them all saved. Oh, okay. And they could have been on toilet paper and pooped on. That would have been so much better. But Who Gives a Crap is an all-around great company. Their toilet paper is 100% recycled, has no plastic in it whatsoever, and they donate 50% of profits to clean water and sanitation nonprofits. They launched the company after learning that 2.4 billion people didn't have access to sanitation. And thanks to their company, that number is now down to 2 billion. Oh, wow. And their toilet paper is actually cool. Each roll comes individually wrapped in a cool design, so it looks great in your bathroom. I linked the toilet paper and how to wipe your butt with your ex at themorningshowpodcast.com. And shout out to Shauna Marie, who saw this on Instagram and tagged me in it for What's Trending. The Morning Show Podcast. Every morning. Every morning. With Carla Marie and Anthony. Thank you for hanging out with us as you get ready for Super Bowl weekend. This concludes episode 237. And as we celebrate the area codes around the country, also around the world, 237 is actually the country code for Cameroon. And I don't know anyone personally that Mm -hmm. lives there. But if you happen to listen to this podcast in Cameroon, by all means, please let us know. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. And today is actually a anniversary date for us. February 10th, 2016. We rolled into Seattle, Washington in our U-Haul truck after moving across the country. And we officially have been living here ever since that day, seven years later. It's crazy. It does not feel like seven years that Seattle has been my home, but it, but it is. It feels like one year and also 77 years. <laughs> yeah, this does feel like home, which yeah. is why it feels longer, but it also feels like we left New York or New Jersey yesterday. Yeah, it's it's so weird. But to everyone who listens to this podcast from Seattle, thank you for taking us under your wing and, mm-hmm. and letting us be a part of this amazing community and the city and everything the state has to offer. Thank but you for making it home. More importantly... Oh, what's more important than that, Carla Marie? My brother's review of this podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Billy Marie. Yeah. So my brother told me no one over the age of 50 listens to podcasts. I told him he was eh, wrong on that. So I had him listen yesterday and he said, listening now. And then I heard nothing. Okay. I got to listen to it first. It was like an hour. Okay. And I said, well, and he goes, liked it, period. I liked the music part, period. Can I set a reminder for it to come on in the mornings? Oh, cool. Right? Which the good thing to remember is whatever podcast platform you're listening on right now, there's usually a way to set a notification so you can hit like the follow button, the star, the the heart, whatever it is on your podcast. And on Spotify, there's a little bell. Yep. I sent him a screenshot. That will give you notifications every time the podcast goes live. And if you're worried about it being super early in the morning, it doesn't send it that early. No, it usually it has some sort of algorithm that lets you know like when you normally listen and it will notify you at that time. It's pretty creepy, but pretty awesome. Yeah. So thanks, Brother Murray. Billy Murray. For the I'm gonna call that a five star review. From him, it's a five star review. Thanks for hanging. Enjoy your weekend. We will see you back here Monday morning. Go Chiefs. Or Eagles. Thanks for listening to the Morning Show Podcast.